Welcome to episode 89 of Auto Off Topic. What's going on, Brad? Not much. Yourself? Not too much. It was uh, Mother's Day last Sunday. It was? Yes. So that means that it's May. It is May. I don't know what that meme is. I, I'm I'm not up to date on that meme. Oh, I wasn't going for the meme. Was okay. there a meme about that? There's some hashtag, it's May, and I don't know what it's for or where it's from. I just noticed well, that people posted it. Obviously, because my birthday's in May, that it's important to have a hashtag to remind people Yes, that well, it's my birthday. Yeah. Um, well, I actually have to lie. It's really not important because yeah. I don't want to celebrate birthday anymore because it's just, I'm just getting you know that much closer to 40 now. Well, I was so. going to say, wish you a happy birthday, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be past your birthday. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, because we have one coming out tomorrow, which is the day before my birthday. Yeah. Inside is, baseball. Yes. Doesn't matter. Yes. The secret's out. We don't record them always right the same. We don't always record the night before. No. Most of the time we do, but not always. We record if we have an opportunity to record uh, an interesting show because it might not be on the same night as a recording night. But regardless, it was Mother's Day. Uh, Two weeks ago, yeah. when you hear this. Yeah. We, uh, and to my mom's credit, she didn't give Stephanie and I, uh, you know, the grandkids hint. Okay. Uh, As but, in the where are they? Yeah. Okay. But she was like, Andrew, where's the talent? <laughs> like, where's my grand talent? <laughs> like, did you, she's like, I was trying to remember, did, did he sell that car or what happened to it? Or has it just gone into deep hibernation? So, well, that's good that your mother even knows anything about your cars because I've have so many and I've had so many come and go that my mother has no idea what cars they have and I could show up in a car tomorrow that I just bought like yesterday and she'd be like, "Oh, have you had that one long?" <laughs> to be fair, I do that too sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just more of a serial buyer seller keeper forever. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, it was funny that she was asking me about it because I, I do have parts. I'm gathering parts. When I finish the Galant, I haven't gotten to that yet. Mm-hmm. I'm probably doing that this weekend, doing the, well, it'll be passed when you hear this. By the time I get to that project. I think we should ignore the whole timeline I am. and just go with it. I am. Uh, so I haven't worked on the Galant yet. Once I work on it, I'm moving to the Talon. The, uh, I actually got something really cool that I've been wanting to get. Because I have a parts car with a junk hood. So I am cutting in a Garage Zero, uh, sorry, a Garage Star drop vent. Okay. So it's like a heat extraction vent. But it won't be, like I could buy one of those like carbon fiber Evo hoods that they make. But those are like six or $700. And they're kind of cheesy looking. They are kind of cheesy looking. So instead, we're going to do some fun cutting with a grinding wheel. Bodywork time. And, uh, and by bodywork, we mean cutting and grinding and pop riveting things in place. And then flat blacking this junk hood for now. Yeah, not really bodyworking at all. Yeah. It's just going to be flat black. Uh, but I'm going to preserve the original hood. Yeah, we're not going to cut up a good hood. No. You have one that's got a... It's got rust bubbles on it. And yeah, it's not, it's not perfect. It's just a, So once it's cut up, if it works well... Which it will, because we'll cut and me- we'll measure twice and cut once. Hopefully, more than twice. Probably four times, five times. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, if it comes out nice, it looks cool. Just flat black for now, and then hopefully in the future I'll just paint it body color. Maybe, or just keep it as like a track day autocross event hood. Probably vinyl just wrap it, it is probably black. easier. A giant auto off topic logo. Yeah, I like it. I Maybe not idea. that. I support but, this idea. Maybe some cool vinyl wrap or something. Wood grain. <laughs> full force like full force style. So that's what I have for that. Uh it is coming. I am working on it. Uh you also got tires for it. Oh, I got some uh some used Michelins. Barely used Michelins. Barely used Michelins. Nice Michelins too. Yeah, very nice Michelins. So I'll put they're those what, they're what they're they're pilot sports. Pilot super sports or pilot sports? I think they're pilot sports. Pilot sports. I don't remember exactly what they are. But they're, they're good nice. enough. Yeah. They're the correct size for my seventeens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll either put them on those wheels or if I get to it, I'll buy some new wheels. So the short version of a long story is they belong to a customer of a shop that had them on his Mustang Mm -hmm. for maybe a thousand miles and didn't think that they had the, didn't think that they were meaty enough 
for his car. He didn't like the way they looked. Yes. Now he's a Michelin pilot sports. Now I thought he said they were too loud. They were too loud and he didn't like the way they looked. Yeah. They weren't wide and they weren't they weren't tall enough. So he went to a one size taller tire, but he replaced them with Westlakes. Now not quite sure what happened there. It was like uh not the newest body style, but like the It's like S N ninety five. It was an SN95. Yeah, which is a, what, 94 till oh. 98 Mustang? I thought it was the one, like an 05-ish? No, 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 no. Oh. It's an SN95. They do have giant wheel wells. But the tires are, what, 225? Only 45s. They're not very tall. 225, 45, 17s. 17s. Yeah. This gentleman went with 245, 45, 17s. All right, it's a little wider, slightly taller. The difference in overall height is negligible, and the fact that he went from Pilot Sports to Westlakes means that they're probably not actually any wider and not actually any taller. Yeah, anyway, whatever. whatever. You got a set of almost brand new Michelin Pilot Sports for free. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll take them. Yeah. So I'll either put them on the Rotas, or if I get to it, I'm going to get some new 17s. But Just slap them on the Rotas for now and drive the car. Use the damn car. No, because I'm going to get tires for the HREs first. Whatever. Just use the car. I will. I'll get to it. Uh, have you done anything? Nothing? No. I haven't at all. Lazy jerk. Actually, that's not even true at all. No. What if you... Okay. Oh, wait. No, no, no. We talked. We already talked about it. The episode that comes out before this episode comes out. I said don't talk about timeline anymore, but we did already talk about working on the... All right, we're not going to talk about Raider yeah. and the Colt. Yes. So we already talked about that, so never mind. All right, so you know. I haven't done anything since then, no. No, so everybody knows that you were borrowing I was. the 300D. I definitely drove around the 300D for a few days. Yeah, how was, was that? I, I'm in love with Mercedes now. So what body style Mercedes is that? It's W123 sedan. With the turbo diesel? Turbo diesel. That was a turbo diesel five-cylinder? Is that what you told us? Yes, five-cylinder, I think. I, don't, I never opened the hood. I don't know. Glacial <laughs> acceleration. Glacial is a good word for it. Glacial is a good word for it. It's very slow. Yeah. Um, he and I both think there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, they have this emissions device they call the football. It's like a big. I mean, they don't call it a football, but like enthusiasts it's, it's have like named shaped it. like it's a football. Shaped, yeah, the enthusiasts have called it the football now. I feel like Fox Body Mustangs had like a same thing, but it was like a sphere. Yeah, maybe. It's like I a giant know. vacuum ball. Yeah, but this is not a vacuum ball. This is a um, like a canister that collects exhaust gas soots and whatnot. It's shaped like a football. It's shaped like a football. But where they make a pipe that like gets rid of it completely, and the car still will pass emissions anywhere but California. Yeah. So he thinks that's clogged, and I tend to agree with him because the acceleration on the car is like it. I've never driven a non-turbo Mercedes diesel. It's got to be. I feel like a turbo diesel has got to be a little bit quicker than a regular diesel. I feel like there's no turbo in the car when you accelerate. Like it's put to the floor. Make yourself a sandwich. Brew yourself a cup of coffee, and then you're doing like 55. So you don't even hear a turbo spooling up or anything. No. Like there's just no exhaust no, you gas. Just, you just hear the angry diesel velocity. Like just the angry diesel that's mad that you're putting it to like 4,000 RPM. Weird. Trying to accelerate. But once you get up to speed, it's great. What's you know, it ride like? At, like a pillow. Yeah. It's amazing. The fact that the car has 250,000 miles Whoa. on it. And it drives like a brand new Honda Accord as far as like rattles and stuff go. It well, what? how much was that car, in, car in, was it 85? 85, yeah. How much was that car new in 85? Oh, my God. I, I'm sure it was expensive. Like 12 grand? Uh, maybe not quite that much. It's a cool color too. It's like an ice blue. Yep. On the tan. brown interior. Yeah, it's real nice. And uh, it had, it still has a bunch of the original stuff, right? You're telling me it still has like has the original um, the medic kit, first aid kit, first the back, aid kit, like yeah. complete with the antiseptic, which is, I'm sure, no longer antiseptic. If it's filled with alcohol. It's probably fine. Uh, let's see. Oh, it even had the original. You should change these. It's got the Michelin TRXs on it. They're not original TRXs. They were mothballed somewhere, and they're in really nice shape and not dry rotted at all. Still, they're old. Yeah, they're really cool looking, though. <laughs> I like them a lot. It's funny. And the they bottle, they call them bottle caps? Bottle cap wheels, yeah, which okay. are the stock wheels. It's a bone, 100% bone stock car right down to the factory Becker radio. 
Like it has every original piece in the it's car. Yellow oh, high there. beams. Has the yellow fogs. The fogs? High beams. Yep. Oh. Driving lights. Cool. High beams are standard in the headlights, a dual filament bulb. Oh, that's bulb. neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really neat car. And I fell in love with it. And I've always preferred the styling of the body style before it, which would have been a W114. Yeah. Which is like 67 to 70 something. Um, but I really, uh, oh my God. Yeah. So what What do you think the original MSRP would right, have been? So 85, Mercedes diesel. Ooh. So let's see. What, what are the cars around 85 that you would compare it to? All right. Considering I just watched uh, Motor Week Retro Review on the Challenger. The like Sapporo Challenger? Yeah. And okay. it was nine grand that for 81. 81, which is four years prior. And that was not technically a luxury car. Okay. I would say a German luxury car in 85. I feel like cars were probably their most expensive in the 80s, right? Um, 14.5. Okay, so I'm trying to quickly... Let me turn off my Wi-Fi here. I think it's screwing me up. Um, Because I think my parents' 242 Turbo in 81 was double digits. It was like 12 or 13 grand or something. Okay. And people were like, you're crazy. That's so expensive for a car. So I'm looking at comparable vehicles. So I decided to look up what a MSRP would be on an 85 Lincoln Town Car. Okay. Because I feel that that would be a cross-shopped car possibly right. at the time. Let me guess that one. Um, but you don't even know if you're right in the Mercedes yet. Yeah, but I feel like I have a good feeling on this one. Okay. Um, so a, ba- a base model Lincoln Town Car in 1985. Seven grand. Twenty thousand dollars. What? Yeah, twenty thousand and ninety-five. Whoa! That was the original MSRP in nineteen eighty-five. Whoa! So now knowing that fact, where do you peg the Mercedes? Oh boy! This is from Car Gurus. Um, Twenty-five grand. Which I feel they have a pretty. I'm sure these numbers are correct. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not researching it beyond here. Uh, original MSRP of a 300D turbo diesel sedan. Yeah. So this car, yep. base model, 32,190. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Now that put that into retrospective of my parents bought their first house in the late 70s for like $36,000 <laughs> in a Boston suburb. So that was only 10 years prior-ish. So yeah, $32,190 is the base price. On the turbo diesel sedan. That's a lot of money. I don't know what the inflation is from that. Well, I have that. Okay. So thirty-five thousand dollars in nineteen eighty-five. Yep. Is eighty-one thousand dollars in twenty eighteen. That's a lot of money. That's, that's still a lot. Of, that's, that's still a lot of money. Like that's a that's an expensive car. But what is a equivalent Mercedes to that today? What model would it be? Obviously, it won't be a diesel. Well, they don't. They don't have the same. Like that was before the C class, E class, S class. Okay, but would that be like a C class? It's about that size. I think, it, but I, it, they can't compare sizes though, because a midsize car '85 was smaller than a midsize car is today. So I would equate it to a, like a, an E class now, as far okay. as appointments go and the type of customer be buying it. So, but an E class is not eighty-one thousand dollars. E class is entry level Mercedes, is it not? No, C class is entry level. Oh, yeah, it goes up. C E S. Oh, all right. That's why I went that way with it because I don't think this would be the entry level. It was the entry level at the time because it wasn't the cheap Mercedes. My God. Now there's a cheaper Mercedes. Now you, now you have the the C class, the CLA, and all that stuff is the yeah yeah, yeah. is the cheap car, and the E class is next. Wow. So we'll say an E. What have the new E three hundred? Is that a car now? I think I so. I think it is. Um, Prices in twenty eighteen. So an E class starts at fifty two grand. So prices that's the crate the other thing, yeah, so the inflation rate prices in twenty eighteen are one hundred and thirty one point nine percent higher than prices in nineteen eighty five. Right. So that's crazy. It's, it was an expensive, expensive car back in the day. Wow. And that's why it's lasted. Yeah, it was a very well put together car. That's yeah, it was a very well put together car. <laughs> but that's the way Older cars were built. Older Mercedes, older German cars are overbuilt. Yeah. I mean, they're tanks. A lot of older cars were overbuilt, 
until they started building cars more to a price. It was more. It's become much more common. So I was just looking at curiosity, and um, eighty-five uh, BMW five thirty was the same kind of money, low low twenties. Wow. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And a five series today is certainly not eighty grand. No, but they're fifty or sixty. Yeah, but that's not eighty. No, <laughs> it's thirty grand less. I mean, uh, a three series is forty. That's true. Like, oof. So anyway, I'm glad I wasn't buying new cars in the 80s because the ratio of income to car cost. I know. At least it, not new luxury cars. Yeah, but like uh, today, a $20,000 car is an entry-level car. Yeah, no, there's no question. You can yeah. average new cars like 36 grand now or something like yeah. that, which it's, is It's hard to get a nice car absurd. under 30 grand. There's not a lot of options. You, you can get them, but they're not. They're entry-level cars. Con- they're considered entry-level. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So, no, I'm, anyway. I'm obsessed with this now, trying to find out what all the prices of cars were at 85. Yeah. Well, my first car was an 85 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Okay. All right. You want me to give a guess on that? I don't even know what it was. I haven't even found it. But I'm saying that that was like my first car. And that was like a... It wasn't a luxury car, per se, but it was a luxury American car. Well, it was what uh, you had: Chevy, Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Buick. Oldsmobile, Buick were kind of the same level, and then you had Cadillac. I, at, at that point, it was all kind of the same. There wasn't really a classification anymore. At that point, they were all pretty much the same car. I think Cadillac was fancier. Yeah, but from a Chevy to an Oldsmobile to a Pontiac, you didn't really have you didn't have the step ups like you had in the fifties and sixties. It was more the same car across um, multiple platforms. Well, anyway, I feel like I feel like that car was probably like five or six grand because I think a, a GNX was like fifteen or something, wasn't it? Well, I have no idea. Or maybe it was thirty. Actually, I think a GNX was like thirty grand back in the day. I feel like I somehow retained that little factoid. So that would have been like almost ninety thousand dollars for a Buick. Yeah, but it was really fast. It was the fastest GM car they made. Mm. I mean, think about what a Corvette cost then. I mean, it's comparable to what Corvettes cost now. Yeah, probably. But anyway, we're going a little deep on 85 car prices. Yeah, we really really changed. (laughs) This was not our plan tonight. (laughs) But um, we do have some listener questions. So you want to get to listener questions where we go two off the rails here? 87 Buick Regal Grand National. Price went to $16,617. Okay. That's the Grand National, not the GNX. So if the GNX was double the price, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Whatever. The GNX option cost an additional ten thousand nine ninety five. Yeah. So yeah, it was like twenty five grand. So it would yep. be equivalent to the Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's expensive. Yep. Oh, anyway, my mind is blown by that. <laughs> I can't imagine going to a Buick dealer at the time and putting down I mean, Mercedes BMW money on a Buick. I'm I mean, I know it's a badass car, and I, you know. In hindsight, it would have been a great investment because the GNX now is a six-figure car. So, at the time, it was not. Now, minimum wage in 1985. Any guess on that? Two seventy-five. Three dollars thirty-five cents. I wasn't too far off. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, suffice it to say, you were not making minimum wage and buying a brand new Mercedes 300D. Nope, you were not. Anyways. All right. So anyway, we do have questions tonight. Now that we're off topic. That's what we do. That's true. In the name. Every time I say it, I always forget. That's how it rolls. Do you want to uh, just uh, start with Instagram or Facebook or where do you want to go? Why don't you go with Instagram? You get your phone pulled up ready? I do. Ready to go. All right. Let's do that. All right. First question is from Nostalgic underscore JDM 407. He says, what's your take on Ford announcing they're not selling any passenger cars other than the Mustang and iteration of the Focus? And concentrating on trucks and SUV CUVs. Also looks like Mitsubishi strategies focusing on these segments is paying off by their sales and profits. So, what are your thoughts on that whole Ford move? Well, they're going to where the money is, I guess. Okay. And the money is in small crossovers and SUVs. So you're telling me there's no money in the hundreds of thousands of Ford Fusions they sell every year? They apparently think not. They don't think there's money in clearly spending the engineering to 
revamp those cars and come out with new ones. So they want to keep going with CUVs. A lot of that is SUVs. my thought. I wonder if they just haven't updated these cars in so long that you're just like, we don't have a car ready. We're just going to kill them. We'll come back to it later. Probably. I don't think that this is like a wholesale, like, cars are done, trucks forever, and except for Mustangs. They might America. come out with some cars. And the other thing, I heard an interesting theory from someone, and I kind of think it's the same thing. They might just be ramping up for more hybrids and electric vehicles. Well, that's what I mean. They don't have another car ready to go yet. So rather than try to soldier on with the cars they've been selling the same version of for years, a la Mitsubishi Lancers, yeah. they're just going to say, we're done, but wink, wink, they'll be back later on. This stuff sells, so yeah. we're selling crossovers. I don't. And whatever, they're not terrible, but that's they're what, not great either. That's what people want. People are dumb. But were giant American sedans in the eighties very good? But people were buying those. Speaking of nineteen eighty-five, yeah, Atlas Supremes, <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, what the mass market wants and what enthusiasts want, the people that listen to this podcast, is completely different. That's true. So uh, to make money. Ford sells to the millions of people that buy cars mm-hmm. and not the tens of thousands of people that buy uh, 20-year-old cars right. and complain about new cars. If Ford listened to us, they'd still make an 85 EXP. Yeah. So. And they'd be out of business because but we wouldn't buy it anyways. That's probably true. We'd buy something 20 years old. we buy older. the actual 85 yeah. <laughs> Ford EXP. <laughs> so it's... All right, fine. It's whatever, whatever they got to do. It's business is business, so... Um, and the same thing with Mitsubishi. They're doing what sells vehicles. Yeah, everybody's all upset about the whole Eclipse Cross name. I'm like, I, I don't care. I don't think calling a new SUV an Eclipse takes away from the name or the old Eclipse itself. Who cares? The Eclipse has been a shell of itself since 1999 anyway. So what does it even matter? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have a name like Dodge Charger, which was a cool car back in the 60s. And it's now affixed to a giant boat of a four-door sedan and no uh, one, nobody complained they're kind of fast though but they're lame super lame yeah i mean all right so where was everybody complaining in 1984 when the charger was a front-wheel drive omni-based 2.2 four-cylinder i think people were were they we just don't remember but nobody remembers now because it doesn't matter no you hear charger yeah. and people immediately go back to 1969 dukes of hazard like yeah. That's the car people think about when they hear Charger. People aren't like, oh, what about that Dodge Omni-based hatchback? Or a Challenger. Or the Challenger. Actually, people think about Nobody thinks about the 82 Challenger. They think about the 69 Challenger. Except for me. (laughs) My brain immediately goes 78 to 83 Challenger. Yeah. But I'm twisted, so. All right. Anyway. Next question. Yeti Overland. What automotive brand scene stereotypes... Do uh, you actually exemplify? I think it's do you actually exemplify? What's yes. Andrew's favorite vape flavor? <laughs> also, when does Brad's road trip start? Okay. So I will be the first to admit that I'm sitting here wearing a flannel and I have a beard. Yeah. I feel that's an automotive stereotype. I, yep. I don't do it to be stereotypical. You look like a clone of a clone of a clone of a show based on Fast and Loud. Oh, that kind of hurts. <laughs> I may have to go burn my flannels and shave my face. Um, no, that's not anything to do with what it is. Um, I just hide my face behind a beard, and flannels are warm, and we live in a cold part of the country. They're in right now. You get a pass. But have I? But has that ever stopped me when they weren't in? No. So that's why it's okay. They've been in for a while. But 1992 Brad, when he was wearing plaid... Was not cool. Yeah. Not that 2018 Brad is cool, but at least he's slightly more in style because style has shifted back in his favor. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'd be my main um, stereotype, I guess. In fact, so I work at a body shop, yes. as is known. I've worked there since December. So about a month ago, I, I've only worked there in the wintertime until like now. Mm-hmm. So about a month ago, the first time I brought my Colt to work. Yep. One of the kids that works in the paint department came up to me. He's like, is this yours? And I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, I wouldn't have ever thought you were a car guy. Because you drove your truck every day. 
I don't know why, but I mean, I was like, dude, like that's I, that's all I am. Like <laughs> I don't do anything else. <laughs> so he was surprised. Oh, but anyway, so maybe the stereotype isn't really well known beyond people who are in the car world, I guess. But I think it's more of a stereotype. People who like old things kind of look like me. I don't know what maybe. I would exemplify. Yeah, you don't vape, despite the question. No. You don't vape. No. I don't wear a flat brim because they look really weird on my head. That's just your head. They, Yeah, they don't fit my head right. See, now and I... It's really unfortunate because I'll go to buy a hat and, and I'm like... only come like flat brim style now. I'm like, that's a cool hat. And then it's a flat brim. So oh. as... I think you're just stuck in your old ways because you probably they probably look fine in your no, head. No, they and don't. You don't realize no. it. No, I'll put one on for you one time, and it looks really weird. So as a glasses wearer, which you are as well, yeah, I appreciate the flat brim trend. Because in the 90s, with like the super curved brim, I couldn't wear a hat properly because it smashed into my glasses. I don't mind if it touches the sides of my glasses. No, it, like with the super curved brim, like pushed down on the edge of the yeah, glasses. It's fine. It's not fine. It's very uncomfortable. So the flat brim clap, cap, at least I can still wear my glasses. No, I, I have like a round head. It like doesn't work. Everybody's head is round. It, I I look really That's weird with a flat brim hat. Square. I'll get one and take a picture, and you can see how weird I look. Ah, uh, whatever. It's not it, that important. Um, I don't know what um, trends or stereotypes you actually exemplify. I mean, you have. A I do du- like beanies. You have a WRX with mud flaps. It came that way. But you would have put them on anyway. I did put them on the one I had before. Yep. Um. <laughs> Does have super tones? It has hella super tones. <laughs> so you have that was the for mud the purposes flaps, of product. <laughs> the mud flaps and super tones, but you don't vape or wear a flat rim. So you're half of the online <laughs> stereotype of the Subaru kid starter pack. Yes. we just gotta get a monster in your hand. That's all there is to it. I yeah, I haven't had Red Bull in a while. I do like Red Bull. Uh, well, Red Bull's out. Red Bull is passe. He's a monster now. Um, um, also, we both do a lot of off-road stuff, which is the quote-unquote overlanding now. And again, the beard and the flannel and the craft beer goes along with that. It's all stuff uh, as white men in our 30s are kind of predisposed to anyways, to drink craft beer. I guess. It's just a thing. It's <laughs> we just, or we're, we're in it. like. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're full, full serve, full, our, full our, in. Our circle of friends all drink craft beers. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And then when you have a good beer and you go back to drinking like a Budweiser, you're like, why did I ever drink this, Will? Yeah. So. Yeah. Except for Narragansetts. I do go all hipster on a Narragansett. So that's more of a hipster thing than a, exemplifying a trend of a car world. I don't think I have one. I'm pretty. I mean, I mean the ultimate thing we both do as a trendy car world thing. Is we host a podcast? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, that's it. That's it. That we. That's it. Uh, we we are. We the, think that people care about our opinions, and we host a podcast. We we are the stereotypical automotive podcasters. Yes, that's we found it. Yep. I couldn't think of what I was, but that's what it is. Yep. We uh, we we have the gall to think that I was going to say care. I don't self-identify as any one car group, but I am a automotive podcast. Yes. So there you go. Uh, and the last question, when does, uh, last part of that question, when does Brad's road trip start? Unfortunately, financially, it's a long story we're not going to get into in the podcast, but my life has not been exactly uh, easy lately financially. Um, so I will not be making that road trip as planned. I'm flying to Arizona and flying home from Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I cannot afford to buy a car out there right now. But stay tuned. It will happen once I've fixed everything financially. So. And if you see Brad in person, you buy him a beer, he'll tell you that story. That's how that works. It takes like three or four beers to get through it, though. Yep. So bring plenty of money. Uh, all right. Our favorite uh, perennial guest, Ditch Hookers. Jordan. Not, Jordan, for those who don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is, uh, should I be offended? Well, or, here's or, what I would like to remind him gently. Yeah. That we'll put together another Rallycross car. Well, hold, hold, his question first is, when are you clowns going to put together another yeah, Rallycross car? Yeah, what do you mean you clowns? doesn't matter he's a clown with us he's clowns as in the automotive podcasters that's that why <laughs> that is one of the best insults though because you're when you say like who is this clown right first of all you're calling him a clown mm-hmm. and then you're not even acknowledging that he's a good clown yeah and well known he's just a clown <laughs> you know who he is yeah that's not bozo that's some other thick ass clown yeah um 
Anyway, he asked, when are you clowns going to put together another rallycross car? We can gently tell him when we're done putting together his rally car. Yeah. So stop running your own rally car, and we'll build our own rallycross car. Yeah. And then Yeti Overland responds to Ditch Hooker's Raider, cough, 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 short wheelbase, cough, 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 new brakes, cough, cough, cough. Rollover risk, cough, cough, cough. Yeah, we're not rallycrossing the Raider. I don't think they'd even allow us to, probably. It's it's if it was the long wheelbase, maybe. I don't know. Short, don't, definitely not. I don't think I don't think it'd even be allowed. <laughs> Regardless, that would not be out there. We will have something out there eventually. What will it be? Stay tuned. Yeah. We don't really know. I always say I'm gonna do the Starion or a Colt, and then I don't do anything. So whatever. All right. T M Mason ten. Do you guys ever head over to the Lars Anderson for Lars events? Lawn events? Yes. Uh he says, I go to the German Car Day on Father's Day every year, but I hope to hit more this year. Actually, we are planning on going to the German Car German Day. German Car is Day is on our radar this year because AJ, who was a guest on last week's episode and whose Mercedes I drove for the past few days, wants to bring his Mercedes. Wants to bring his Mercedes to Lars that day. So we were talking about meeting AJ there. Yep. And my goal is to get the NSU wreck running by then. Okay. So it runs, kind of. I just need to get it just gone through. All right. So it's a weekend away from running. So, so we'll if we there. do go, we'll talk about it because it's in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so TM Mason 10, keep an eye out on that. And uh, if you see us there, try to find us mm-hmm. and we'll give you some stickers. I'll try to remember to bring stickers with me. Yes. I'll put them in the car. Yeah. Um, actually, this past weekend, when you're listening to this, was a Cars and Coffee at um, Lars Anderson. Anderson. And we try to go to those, most of those. Unfortunately, I'm not going to, I didn't make the pat last There is one. a question about that, so we'll get to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, but yes. No, we go to tons of lawn events there. Um, if you've never been to Italian Car Day, it's amazing. Yep. Uh, if you do like German Car Day, you'd probably also like Volkswagen Transporter Fest, because there's a lot of air-cooled Volkswagens, which are one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every year, for sure, we hit Japanese Car Day. Yes. That's a guaranteed, make it every year. Don't miss it. So, you want to skip to the second one of that? Where is it? What's the name on it? So, throttle by cable, just do a second one. I don't know where you're looking. At the field show one? Yeah. All right. So, throttle by cable. At a field show over the weekend, a guy in a brand new Jaguar parks and pops his hood. It was a sea of black and silver plastic, nothing visible at all. For all I know, there could have been nothing in there, or it could have been a nuclear reactor. I laughed out loud, my wife thought it rude, at the absurdity as my daughter stared at it. It then made me a little sad, thinking that by the time she gets my age, she'll be lucky to see anything under the hood of a car. Does that matter, or will it all be normal by the time she gets older to not see anything? How is that related to Cars and Coffee? That's not related to Cars and Coffee. Oh, I thought you said it was. No, no. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, I don't think it'll matter. It won't matter. Because if you keep bringing her to car shows and being a cool dad and spending time with her like here's, that, here's you show thing. her the old cars. Yeah, here's, here's the thing I said to somebody else the other day when they were lamenting the loss of, you know, driving feel and lack of electronic nannies and all this stuff. It's like... You mean electronic nannies, not lack of. Sorry, yeah. The la- lack of driving feel and lack of control of the car. I hate that my 76 Colt doesn't have traction control. <laughs> Jokes, I knew I don't have a 76. Or whatever it is. Like 74, Wish this had TPMS sensors so I knew how much uh-huh. air is in the tires. Anyway, as I was saying to somebody the other day who was lamenting the lack of driving feel in new cars and lack of visibility and the addition of electronic driving nannies and all kinds of things that come along with cars, it's like, don't complain. Just Drive something old. The old cars aren't 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 changing. They stay the same. So if you like the old car, just drive the old car. There's nothing wrong with driving a new car every day and an old car on the weekends. Mm. It's totally fine. Mm. Totally fine. Mm. Just if you like, if you want, if you want an old car driving experience, there are plenty of old cars in the market. There have literally been made millions of cars over the years, and there are a lot of them still on the road. Mm-hmm. So go buy one and enjoy it. That's kind of my response to that. Um, does it matter that it will be normal by the time she gets older? It doesn't matter because it already is normal. You open the hood of any new car, be it a Jaguar or a Ford, mm-hmm. and it's 
17 10 millimeter bolts to remove all the plastics before you get to anything anyway and it's been the same way since the early 2000s mm-hmm. so i think it's already normal to be honest with you mm-hmm. um and honestly it makes the new cars more aerodynamic and more fuel efficient and cleaner looking and it makes the old cars that much more special so viva the old car forever and new cars are okay i guess for everybody else mm-hmm Throttle Cable also asks, when are you making your next trip down to VA, which is to me, because I was just in Virginia. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Sometime. I do want to go to 501 again, Route 501, in a fun car, not a pickup truck. So yep. maybe someday. All right. Dexter VW. How many 10 millimeter sockets have you sacrificed to the god this week? Oh, tons of them and taking off plastics off top of engines. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, uh, I haven't done it. I, I have not done that. It's not there. I, I did. I did have to suffer yesterday looking for a 10 millimeter at work and the first three text toolboxes that i went to raid one from didn't have it in its proper home so oh. super annoying i'm really good about i've only lost one in the last year <clears throat> i lost an eight millimeter and it bothers me because i now have a mismatched eight millimeter in my set mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when that script doesn't match it's not even the script it's just i had i lost it while i was working on the pickup truck on the side of the road yeah so I had to run to an AutoZone to get a replacement one. Yeah. And it has this, like, red plastic line in it. Oh, weird. Which is just, it, doesn't, it ruins it for me. It's too, uh, it's too digital for you? Too, yeah, it's too modern. These plastic covers on the engines and these plastic lines on my sockets. All right. So next question is uh, Tumrao. 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 As a fellow card addict, fellow car addict, nerd, how do you know when That's you That's not you calling yeah. Tom Rowe a nerd. His yeah. question actually says, as a fellow car parentheses, addict, and then parentheses, nerd. nerd. How do you know when you have enough or in over your head? Currently, this is parentheses, currently 15 cars, eight of them projects, five of them, five of the seven are long-term in-depth builds. Laughing my ass off. Well. Um, this is why Tom Rowe and I are friends. <laughs> that is, uh, well, sir, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> That is a. This I, this might be a cry for help. It's not a cry for help. It's a cry for validation, which okay. is why he reached out to me, who has like twelve cars, um, eleven of them projects. Okay. Seven or eight of them long term. So, um, I am in over my head, and he is in over his head. There's no question. The question becomes, are the cars taking food off your table for your family, and do they make you happy? If the answer is no and yes, then you're fine. Keep going. Well, I mean, there is some satisfaction in finishing projects. At least I find it. Everybody's different. And some I, people just like to have the stuff around them. And I guess. I mean, we're sitting here in the auto off-topic um, radio studio in Andrew's basement. Yeah. And I'm staring at stacks upon stacks of unbuilt model cars. Okay. Are you ever going to finish all those model cars? No. Not a chance. But they also didn't cost me mm. thousands of dollars. They kind of did. Not no. each. <laughs> Who's to say his cars did? Because my cars didn't all cost me thousands of dollars okay. each. Okay. I have paid less for real cars than you have probably paid for some of your model cars. But they cars. also don't take up that much real estate. But I also don't have hundreds and hundreds of them. So... Of, car- of models? No, I do. Yeah. Of real cars. Yeah. No, I have equally as many, or if not more models than you do. But that's not, that's not um, the point here. I mean... The point is, if it doesn't take food off your kitchen table for your family, and it makes you happy, then quesera sera. When it becomes a problem, you have a problem. I just have anxiety about having non-running cars. Well, that's, you know, why we're different people. And I just can't... When was the last time your Talon ran? Oh, it runs. When was the last time you drove it? Uh, like two years ago. Right, because it doesn't stop. It runs, but it doesn't stop. It, it will breaks. stop. Eventually. The brakes aren't that bad, but they do need to be replaced. Right. But everything runs and drives. Anyway. Everything I own runs and drives. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Would you like a couple broken cars? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. If you leave me a car and you leave me the parts, I don't. Have to, if I don't have to spend any money on it, mm-hmm. I'll just fix it for you. <laughs> All right. Well, I got plenty of options. 
That's I. That's what I like doing. I will just get a second copy of my debit card and give you the parts in the cards and say, "Go ahead and fix these things." Yeah. Um, we need to do that more. Summertime's here. We need to start fixing things. But anyway. Oh yeah, I'm just knocking projects off. We actually already have been doing pretty well, I think. Oh yeah. I just keep adding more to the stack. Oh yeah. Just building that wall up. Yep. Anyway, this immediately goes into Mud Raiders' question. It was our buddy Frank. What's the status on the Starion? Rust. Sam. Moving on. <laughs> sitting in the same place. It's been sitting for the past you... <laughs> four years. No status updates. Moving on. Uh, so Mud Raiders' other question. When are you putting together the Auto Off Topic Fall Crawl? Apparently fall. Hmm. I mean, it's right there in the question. <laughs> Since you got a wide variety of four-wheel drive friends, about time to gather them elsewhere besides where they listen to, when they listen to the podcast. Apparently, there's a bunch of uh, yeah. So apparently, people think it's a good idea. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think that's a good idea. And here's why I don't think it's a good what? idea. Because we at Auto Off Topic did not set out to make an off-road driving event. Why not? Because we're already in Sky's the midst the of trying to plan an on-road driving event. Well, I'm still off-road down for it. Might be easier to plan around here. It might be easier actually. Yeah. People want to come to Maine or Vermont. Yeah, we know some good roads. We could have some fun. Yeah. So maybe we should shift our focus to that instead. Or do both. It's fine. Well, I don't want to do too much work for nothing. I still have cars to fix. Yeah, well, eventually it <laughs> won't be for nothing. Um, but, no, I, I think it's a good idea. Honestly, I really do. Um, I don't know that it will happen this year. Um, but we're certainly down with just hanging out with people. If people want to like get together yep. and do an off-road trip. Totally down. With recovery by Ditchhooker's Towing Service. Yeah, well, we do need to print I out mean, some Montero if, stickers for, it, for spenders <laughs> for all the saves. Yeah. If you do want to actually go on events, <laughs> unlike what I do, you should go search out the Northeast Mitsubishi Crew yes. 4x4 page yes. on Facebook. Andrew is a member there, even though he's <laughs> never been on one of our drives. Yeah. Uh, Eric uh, Karahalas actually organizes trips and goes on them with people. So. He does. And I think they've gone almost all the way down to you, Frank. They're in Florida. They were down in Kentucky. Yep. That's um, not almost to Florida. Well, it's, it's like a lot closer to Florida than Massachusetts. That's like a quarter of a way. It's more than a quarter. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, they have gone to the south. Let's put it that way. It's south of Maryland. It might as well be Florida. To us, northeastern. Anything south of the Massachusetts border. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut, Rhode Island is still... Not south. Once you get to, like, Delaware. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Disco Steve. Do you guys remember the first coloring contest? <laughs> Good do. times. We do. <laughs> I believe you still owe him stuff. Is that what? Probably. Is that what that's a, a side to? I thought we gave it to him. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember either. I'll send him something eventually. Next time we see him, I'll just give him whatever's in my pocket. It's fine. I think... <laughs> I think you got to give him something really cool. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. The Daily Downshift, which is a great Instagram follow. Uh, oh, that's the guy from Virginia with the old like uh, FX-16, right? Yep, and the MR2. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, he's got cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Daily Downshift is his yep. Instagram handle. It's actually, there is a post about him on Gearbox Magazine. Oh, really? Yep. I must have missed that one. Yep. Excellent. It's only a couple of weeks old, so you can still find it. It's I'll probably in the top. So he knows Brian as well. Yes. Excellent. Thoughts on Ed China, formerly of, formerly of Wheeler Dealers, new YouTube show. So far, it looks like all the best parts of Wheeler Dealers with none of the bad. So I only, to be fair, I only watched the trailer for it. To be fair, I haven't even watched that. And uh, we do have an upcoming episode about car TV shows. Yes. And I will promise you I'll watch it before then. Yeah. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Is um, every episode going to be on YouTube, or is it yes, just that one time it is, thing? No, it is a YouTube series, I believe. Okay, but not like YouTube Red or anything? Nope. It's called Garage Revival. Okay. So what he does is it's in Europe, and the first episode is a Mark Mark 1, 1 Golf. I've seen the, like, the, yeah. like the, I've seen like the teaser pick on my like YouTube homepage. So, right, he what I just said, he just shows up. What I want to do, if you give me the parts, I'll just show up and fix your car. So that's what he does. He shows up in his van and helps you finish your project. I like it. So yeah, it's kind maybe of I should be say. on Ed China Show as his assistant. Or maybe we should make the American version of it. Auto off-topic garage rescue. That's already a thing, nice. garage rescue. Is it called garage rescue? Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's lame though, because all they do is terrible things and some of the stuff they do is all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's not great. We'll get into all those genres. I've I've got they, a, they are one of the better of the television. I've shows. got a fun episode planned for that. So all right, I got a lot of TV to watch. Yeah, so I, I think, think that's that's it. the last question from Instagram. It is, and we're making good time here. So we'll we'll finish up these questions. Oh, and we have Facebook questions too. Yep, we'll finish up the Facebook questions and let everybody get out of here. Everybody's already out of here. It's just you and me in the studio, Andrew. I mean, you can shut this off at any time you want. Yes. I mean, please. I don't. feel most people do when they get to work to shut it off. And they don't ever pick it back up. <laughs> so nobody ever hears the end of the episode. Maybe. All right. I've got the Facebook questions pulled up here. Excellent. Uh, I only grab the ones from our page if you've got extra ones. So we'll Here's start with those. Kevin Bates, do you have any plans for a DSM Rallycross build? And what would your ideal Rallycross car well, be? Well, isn't that question directly related to the one on our Instagram yeah. page? Uh, if I could find a cheap enough DSM, mm-hmm. I would do a Rallycross car of it. Well, it will not be the car I own. Right. Too nice. Um, my ideal rallycross car, any car. Mm-hmm. But actually, Brad I'd, like to, I'd like to go rear-wheel drive, yeah. Yeah. Anything rear-wheel Volvo drive. Volvo 240, E30 BMW, star- narrow-body Starion. Just to do something different. Just something uh, second-gen RX-7, anything Porsche 944. Uh, I mean, to be fair... Excuse me, Porsche 944. Jordan's STI is a blast, but it's almost too quick mm-hmm. for Rallycross. I like, agree. But it I, is like to, really I would fun like to Rallycross like a 98 Camaro SS. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, no, but the plans are always in the back of our brains to use the Starion for that. But yeah. who knows if it will be or not. All right. Jesse Eldridge. Will you guys be at Lime Rock IMSA race in July? Well, super bummer about that. It is the same exact weekend mm-hmm. as an EFR. So Usually they are like back-to-back weekends, and you can go to both, but not this year. And so we have plans. The rally is always first. And EFR, for those who don't know, most realists probably do, is the New England Forest Rally, yeah, which is our like most important or most gone-to motorsports event every year. We go almost every year. I think I don't think Andrew's missed a year since we started going, have you? I haven't missed a year since 2002. And I missed one year. So that is I've, I've missed one since 2002. So. 16 years. That's pretty good. I had a friend that got married that weekend one year, which was highly... Actually, a friend that goes to the rally all the time. Yes. Was it really? Yep. That I missed two years then. It was uh, uh, because Joe had planned his wedding to not be the weekend, and, and it was the year they the moved year. it up. Yeah, that's right, too. It used to be the last weekend in July, and then they moved to the middle. Right. They threw him off. Anyway. He made an effort to not miss it. So anyway, I have only missed that one time, but you've not missed any. Yeah. So unfortunately, we'll not be at Lime Rock IMSA. We will, however, be down for the historics, I plan on at least, just for Saturday, I think, though. We're not doing an overnight or camping, just a one-day-in-and-out thing. So mm-hmm. that's my plan anyway. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't think I'll be at the Pro- the Pirelli Challenge. But uh, we'll see. That's uh, coming up Memorial Day. There's a mm-hmm. giant bee in your floor over there, Andrew, just so you know. Yeah. You know what's funny? I saw that giant bumblebee this morning, mm-hmm. and I was confused by it. Like, I don't know how it got in here. Probably through a door. But it's just those, uh, it's just one of those big, dumb bumblebees. Those aren't, those won't hurt you. Okay, good. You're fine. My EpiPen's at home. Yeah, relax. It's too cold. That's why it's so lazy. It's lethargic. But anyway, moving on. Eric... Uh, Behovowak says, I'm a high school shop teacher. What bothers you uh, uh, the most about new techs? What do you think? Sorry, I'm very distracted. Oh my God, you're this. fine. I'm very distracted by this bee on the floor. Uh, what bothers me the most about new techs? New techs as in new technicians? Yes. Or new techs as in new tech? No, new technicians. He's a high school to- a shop teacher. Uh... I would say it's uh, sometimes it's a lack of pride and work. I'd go along with that and also a lack in knowledge of history yeah. or knowing anything, looking at an old car and not knowing how to fix it. Yeah. I mean, you can't plug a computer into it. It's, it's um, sometimes passion is missing, but it, I know it's hard to be passionate about stuff that you work on every day. Mm-hmm. And you can't and, teach passion. And either. you're working on. A lot of times, really boring, really pedestrian things to pay the bills. Yep. And 
dealership jobs are not the greatest. It's a lot of hard work to be flat rate. Um, but just having a passion about cars and having pride in your work does get you far. Mm -hmm. Uh, people will notice that. And, uh, if you want to move on to something else in the automotive world, that will help you. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I would say it's like you said, lack of pride in the work and also not knowing the history of cars, yeah. not knowing, I feel like a lot of the basics are missing. Like they know how to scan a car and find out what's wrong with it. And they know how to replace the part they told to replace, but they don't, the di the diagnostics is not, the human diagnostic factor is not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I've had people that I work with who can't figure out a simple problem. And then as somebody who's, you know, works at, works at older vehicles, like, oh, that's probably this. And it winds up being that. Yeah, that is probably experience. Too. By part of it. Yeah. But. All right. Uh, next Skip question. the next one because we took care of that already. We need to ship him some stuff Did, too. But I've been practicing his name. Okay. Escudera Borcua. I don't know. I think I said it right that time. I don't time. know if he did it at all. Escudera Borcua. I think that's right. The funny thing is that was would be his name if he asked us a question on Instagram, but he didn't. He asked us on Facebook, so it's Santiago. Yeah. Iglesias. Yes. Which you only know because of Enrique. No. <laughs> I worked with an Iglesias. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, then we go to Paul Huerta. Ah, here's a related question. Yes. Are you guys going to Lars Anderson Cars and Coffee this weekend? So by the time you hear this podcast, it will be passed. Correct. It apparently was supposed to rain all day Saturday. So we will see. If, uh, I know. I will not be there. Brad cannot make it. Uh, Last uh, weekend when this podcast should have aired before, I will have been in Arizona. And next weekend when you hear this podcast, I will still be in Arizona. <laughs> so no, I will not be there. Uh I'll see what the weather is. If it's, I think they're rain or shine. They are definitely rain or shine. If it's, they're in the rain. If it's just kind of like drizzling, I'll either take the WRX or the Montero. But um, I don't, I, I like spend a bunch of time cleaning the Galant. I don't want it to get dirty. <laughs> Such an old man. <laughs> no, actually I'm going to be uh, working on it. So it might, I might not even be done with it because I'm changing out the radiator in the, in the gas tank. So. We'll see. All right. It's so the Daily Brief Auto. Or actually, it's just Daily Brief Auto. Right. Which is a podcast which is hosted by Paul Huerta. Yes. And uh, they like to talk about new cars. And Thanasi, whose last name I'm terrible at, um, Chal Chalkia Dacus. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good dudes. They host a podcast mostly about new, new upcoming cars. So mm -hmm. if you like new upcoming cars, give them a listen. Yep. Speaking of new new cars, what's their question? <laughs> well, I think we can all agree, this is their question, uh, that older cars are more fun. But if you had to choose a car on the market today or within the last three years for a fun weekend car, what would you choose? Realistic or unrealistic? Up to you. I think you both have the same answer for that. What's that? It'd be an FRS. FRS or BRZ. That's exactly yeah. what I came to mind. Yeah. Either that or a 370Z or a 350Z. Or a Miata. Or a new Miata. Or a Fiat. I don't really like the Fiat as Fiat. much. I'd rather have a Miata. I really like the RF. It's pretty. But, what I mean, that's one of those. They're inexpensive. Those are like my realistic choices. Like, I could actually go out and buy a Miata, an FRS, or a BRZ. Mm -hmm. Or apparently 370Zs are really inexpensive, too. Yep. Those are my realistic choices. Unrealistic choice? Uh, not the Z06. There's like some, I think the Grand Sport Corvette. Okay. The non level below. the non supercharged like the the non super crazy one, but still is like ridiculously high performance. So like something like that, or uh, GT three fifty Mustang, whatever it is. I don't think. Okay, I like that car I, too. There's what the GT three fifty R, and then there's a GT three fifty. I think something like that. Because I could probably buy a GT. But I feel like the GT350 would be like, it's like sixty-five, seventy yeah, grand or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Or the or the ZL1 Camaro. That's I'd probably take that over a Corvette actually, because it has a usable back seat and trunk. Mm -hmm. And it's ridiculously and it's not a Corvette. Fast. Yeah, and it's ridiculously <laughs> fast. And it's not a Corvette. Yeah. I think I like the Mustang over both of those cars. Okay. To be totally honest, 
Um, but for unrealistic, I wouldn't even think about Mustangs and Camaros. So if we go unrealistic, I would just go straight supercar level something just because why not? I don't really have a terrible interest in modern supercars, but give me like a Ferrari, whatever the mid-engine Ferrari is now. I don't know. What I don't is. even know the number of it. I don't. I don't. I, I yeah, apologize, yeah. Daily Brief Auto. I don't know. The See, I wouldn't. Cars. I wouldn't bother with that. I'd go with the P car. The, I, don't, I don't like the new. I don't like the new Porsches. I also like people call Why them not? P cars. Why Stop not? it. But I don't like the new Porsches because they're too big. <laughs> too big. They're huge. Have you seen one in person? It's a big freaking car. Yeah, it's wide. Right. It's a big car. It's wide. So if I'm gonna buy a Porsche, I want an old small Porsche. Okay. That's we're talking about. This is the. I don't want one. The, I have no interest in it. The because part of, of this that. question doesn't matter. I have no interest in a new right, Porsche fine. because of the size. I'd actually get a Cayman. I, I would. I was going to say Cayman would be my more. Yeah. Like a, a Cayman GT4. Yeah. That would be my unrealistic modern dream. Car. Are those the four cylinders though? I think the early GT4 is not. Whatever. I don't really care. I don't know enough about them. I really don't. I, I wish I, I wish I had all the knowledge in the world of new cars. But my new car knowledge stopped in like '95 in general, and then after like 2010 for like Evos and SDS. For like new cars, it's like if you had the money, you're like the guy that shows up, and you're like, I just told them I wanted the most expensive car, and this is what they gave me, and I don't know yeah. anything about it. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Well, for new cars, what I'm like is, oh, I have $35,000 burning a hole in my pocket. Let me buy a $5,000 daily driver and save this thirty grand to put into old cars. All right. So All right. I, I don't have – I have literally no idea how to buy a, buy a new car. <laughs> I don't know what this, how this works. I don't know how this works. I don't know how, any, how does any of this work? I don't know how it works. Can I buy a brand-new car on Craigslist? Is that how this works? Yeah, I think it's how it works. Um, okay, going to um, my Facebook page where I reposted the question. Yeah, all right. I, Before we get, <laughs> you brought this beer. You don't like it at all. I it Wilbur. It's called Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> and it has uh, a picture of pigs on it. Uh, it. The description is the bacon beer. It doesn't have bacon in it. It definitely tastes like bacon, and it's kind of gross. I think it's delicious. Like I know it's supposed to taste like smoky, but it's just, it's like you drizzled bacon fat into my IPA and it's kind of weird. Okay, so it's it's called Wilbur's Rock uh Rausch beer, Rock 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 beer, R A U C H B I E R. Rock beer by Fort Hill Brewery, which is in Massachusetts somewhere. Uh East Hampton, Massachusetts. Classy place. Um and it's often referred to as the bacon beer. This smoky lager features campfire aroma with hints of cured meat. Um however, it's not beer. It's made from beach smoked barley malt from Bamberg, Germany, not bacon. I think it's delicious. You obviously don't think it's delicious, judging by the look in your face. You can barely down it. You're trying to be nice and finish it, but whatever. I think it's good. Oof. I will gladly bring the rest of them home. Oof. So it's like uh, I'm drinking a beer, and you yelled bacon from the other room. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> of bacon. Yeah, whatever. I think it's delicious, and I've had bacon beer before, and it was gross. And this is good. So that think, was gross. I did have that bacon beer. Yeah, I think that you are just being ruined by the remembrance of the bacon beer in the past. Well, whatever. It's delicious. What questions do you have on your page? Uh, from Thanasi, he says, if you had to buy a car from your birth year, what would it be? Now, that's an interesting question. Would you like to have a go with that, Andrew? 1984, what would you have bought? Not a lot of choices. No. Terrible choices. Not a lot of choices. In 84. My brain in 84 goes Porsche 944. Uh, I'm picking for you now, though, because I'm not, I'm not an 84. No, in 84, I feel like a 930. You must be able to buy a 930 Porsche. Probably, because they went from like 78 to 88 or something like that. Really? That's best choice. Okay. It's pretty malaise. Well, I mean, that would be best choice for mine, too, because I'm 81, which is not much better. But growing up... Because I've had my 68 Camaro since I was a teenager. Obviously, uh, before a teenager, I was a kid. Okay? So before I had my license, I always said I wanted an 81 Z28 as, like, another car in my life. Fast forward to 2018, where I'm now 37 years old. Um, I no longer want an 81 Z28. <laughs> um 
I want a 924 turbo. And I assume they had that in 81, hmm. but I'm not sure. But that's my my non-researched answer is 924 turbo or 924 GTS, depending on which was available that year. Mm-hmm. So not to go all Porsche all the time with my answers today, but they're damn good cars. Mm-hmm. And not much else in 81 was a damn good car. No. So maybe a Rabbit. Rabbit GTI. Rabbit GTI. Well, that was 83, I guess. Did they have... They had Rabbits, not GTIs. Oh. All right. So, yeah, probably the... There's not uh, a lot. There's really not a lot. Probably a 924 Turbo. I That's what I'm going to go with. Definitely don't want a DeLorean. <laughs> Final answer. Yeah. 924 Turbo. Uh, last question of the night. Dan Downey asks, how do you feel about touchless and... Touch car washes. Oh, the touch car wash is that a, like slightly off car I don't, wash? I mean, if you're being touched at a car wash, I mean, you should, you should call an adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it all depends. Are you in the car by yourself or have you brought somebody along to the car wash with you? Okay. Um, I know people cry murder over using a DIY brush, but I find the touch free washes totally useless in cleaning the car. Agreed, or am I just a crazy rally person? What was it? Touchless car washes. Yeah. Are they good? Touched car washes. Are they not good? Is the brush bad? Is the brush a good alternative to a touchless because it touches into shit? Or is he just a crazy person? If you go to a crappy touchless, it doesn't do anything. It's hard to find a good one, but I only use touchless. So this question is dependent on what I'm driving. If I'm driving my normal daily driver, that's just a daily driver. I just go touchless for everything. I will go through a touch tunnel. That doesn't sound right. I will go through a brushed tunnel. It's a tunnel of love. <laughs> it's a tunnel of love. Um, gives you way more time to be touched. Um, I will go through a brush tunnel with like my pickup truck because the pickup truck is huge and it's paying the ass to clean. Yep. And it does a half decent job. Um the brush in your driveway, I am totally fine with using a brush or a wash mitt in my driveway. These people who are total car cleaning nerds and total car cleaning Nazis will say that every time you touch your car or something, you cause micro scratches, which is true. But if you wax the car, you're not scratching your car, you're scratching the wax. It's fine. Mm. So get over it, people. It's not that big a deal. I do want that little thing that goes in the bottom of the bucket. That'd be handy. Just a filter at the bottom of the bucket. The little stand that keeps the mitt from hitting the bottom of the bucket. That's fine. I do need That's, to get one of those. That, that is a me. reasonable addition to your car washing yeah. re- repertoire. Um, I just don't get behind all these like touchless, waterless, like the spray foam, soap in a bucket, man. It's, it's worked for me for years. The waterless makes sense if you live in an area where water can be scarce, right? And then once you and then, but that also means it doesn't rain a lot. So but your car shouldn't be dirty a lot. So you should use a duster and some. Quick detailer. Yeah. Keep but if you've got your car really cleaned up really well, then it's easy to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more wax on your car, the easier the dirt comes off. Yep. And the more wax on your car, the better a job the touchless car wash does of removing said dirt from the car. A touchless car wash does a great job for touch-ups, does a great job for getting heavy stuff off. What it doesn't do is fine details. Like if you look on your windshield after you've gone through a touchless car wash, you'll still see like the rain residue like below your wipers. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't take it all off. There's oh, no way it can. Oh, I know. So, I know you know. I'm just explaining my point. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fair question. So Fair I, answer. I think do whatever works for you and be happy with it. If you're fine with a little bit of micro swirls on your car after washing your car, yeah, then you're fine with it. If you're one of those crazy detail people who obsesses over taking pictures of your car in direct sunlight, then, yeah, don't touch it with anything. But just do whatever makes you happy. All right. Which honestly has been my go-to answer for everything tonight. Just <laughs> are you okay with it? Then stick with it. Yeah. It's fine. This is the this has been the libertarian car podcast. <laughs> this has been the feel good about yourself yeah. car podcast. Yeah. You do you, man. Yeah. You do you. You do you. Unless Brad doesn't agree with you, then don't do you. Yeah. All right. Because then he gets real angry. Well. If you like our podcast and you want to be able to ask us more questions when we do the occasional question podcast. We're trying not to do too many question podcasts because it gets repetitive sometimes, yeah. I think. When we're doing yeah. it every other episode, it was no. too much. It's been a while. 
I like this. It's like once every couple of months we've been doing yeah. it. Yeah. So if you want to be able to ask us questions again, make sure you follow us on Off Topic Podcast on Facebook, on Off Topic on Instagram. We'll post question posts to both spaces. You can follow me on Instagram at Race and Anger. Uh, and you can find some of my writing on the Gearbox Magazine website. Is anything live yet? Oh, yeah. There's stuff that's on there. Oh, I did see a thing about the... Stuff about the EVAP code. The EVAP and Subaru, yeah. Uh, there'll be a piece about the valve cover gaskets on the Montero. And uh, there's some other fun stuff about Monteros on there because Brian also owns the same Montero. So uh, if you love Monteros, there's plenty of Montero stuff. There is plenty of other really good stuff on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's just and the who way doesn't it is. love Monteros? Hey, we're just gonna we're gonna post about stuff that we want to talk about. So right. and if you want to read it, you, great. If you don't, tough. We're gonna post it. Anyway. Exactly. This is the Libertarian on Off Topic podcast. Apparently, right. Do whatever you want. Post what you want, Andrew. Who yeah. cares if anybody reads it? I don't. As long as you makes you feel good. <laughs> That's right. I'm getting participation trophies left and right. Where can they find you? Um, much simpler, just at TSISS350. All right. All More right. to come, though, as I need to talk to you about for a minute after we go off the air here. Oh, off-topic stuff. Yes. Off the air, off-topic. Yes. All right. So That's, as our, a, that's our unrecorded podcast yeah. that we do every day together. Yeah. Off-topic, after dark. No, definitely not. <laughs> Auto topic, car wash tunnel. Yeah. Anyway, as always, keep your cars analog, use a touch-free car wash. Or not, whatever makes you happy. And aim for the roses. <laughs> <laughs>